Welcome to Take It Off, where I undress fashion thrills and I address social ills. Let's get into it. Wombs for rent. Pregnancy is all over the news these days, but no one understands maternity quite like our next guest. All the way from Greenville, South Carolina, a weight surrogacy clinic, please welcome Casey Brown. Hey, Casey, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for the introduction. Thank you for being here. I have so many questions. I think everyone does because for a long time, surrogacy was seen as only for the rich and famous, but now that's starting to change. Um, You don't have to be famous anymore. Exactly. Uh, So just for those who don't know, a little brief history. Um, Surrogacy started 85, 86. There was this surrogate and she met with the couple. They agreed, signed a document. They paid $10,000. But once the child was born, the surrogate decided she didn't want to give up the baby. They went to court and she lost. And the father actually won custody. Fast forward to today. How often does this case play out? Well, in most states, and definitely the state of South Carolina, that can't happen because Mm. the baby is not genetically related to the surrogate. So it's the egg and the sperm, which creates the embryo from either the intended parents or it's donor egg or donor sperm or some combination of the the two things. So it's not genetically related to the surrogate herself. It's most of the time genetically related to the intended parents, or they own the embryo. So they purchase the sperm or purchase the eggs, which makes them the owner of those components. So legally, she she doesn't really have rights to the baby. Correct. No legal rights to the baby. What happens if while she is pregnant, accidentally, there's a miscarriage? Um, Does she return the money? Do they try over again? Yeah. So she gets to keep anything that she's made up to the point of miscarriage. So she miscarriage miscarries before 32 weeks, then it would just be the prorated amount up to that, that um, number of week. But if she miscarries after 32 weeks, basically a full baby, then she would get the full amount. She doesn't have to repay any portion of that amount. And then they can try again if it's an early term miscarriage depending on the fertility clinic. So most surrogates are required to do three attempts mm. or are asked to do three attempts. Oh, that's fair because it's like, how are the, even if you miscarried once, what are the chances of you doing it three times? Right, right. Or if the embryo doesn't take the first time, then doing three transfer attempts. And then how hard is that process? The embryo, I've heard um, IVF, I've heard it can be harder, but I've heard that's only if you're over the age of 40. Yes. So our surrogates have to be between the ages of 21 to 41. Um, It can be a little hard because they're doing shots every single day for about eight weeks. Mm. Um, Sometimes a little longer, depending on the fertility clinic's protocol. And then sometimes if it's a natural cycle, then they don't do any shots. So, but most of the time they're doing shots for about eight weeks. Sometimes it 
fluctuates from that. So that's the hardest part of the whole process is giving yourself the shots like in your upper, um, like lower back area, upper buttocks area, and um, or having your partner or spouse give you the shots. So for me, that would be the hardest part um, mm. of the whole process. And I know that you guys do a background check, you do a mental health check. What happens if the surrogate decides, you know, I changed my mind, I don't want the baby, and wants to get an abortion? So the legal contracts will state under what circumstances they will or will not abort the baby. Okay. Um, the surrogates that we're looking for, though, are boring people. You know, we want somebody that doesn't have an exciting life or um, they want, we want somebody that's stable and in a committed relationship or no relationship at all, just kind of come ho- comes home at night and just relaxes and doesn't have a lot of things going on, you know. So everybody that is a surrogate has been pregnant before and they've delivered their own baby without complications, things like that. Really? Yes, you have to have given birth at least one time. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So the likelihood of one of our surrogates changing their mind and deciding that they want to abort is so unlikely because they've, they've, they've felt done, out of them. They've done know? it. Yeah, they've gone through they're it. A mom. Yes, they're a mom. So they're they're so excited to help this family become whole through surrogacy. They don't want to go home with another baby because they most of the time have three or four themselves running around. They just love the feeling of being pregnant. And then the money is just an extra byproduct that is nice, you know. Have you guys ever gone through a process where before they give birth, um, they can see that the child, there's going to be a disability beforehand? So the embryos are genetically tested um, most of the time. So most people, you know, most intended parents that are going through this process, they've already been through so much to get here that they don't want to take any chances. They've already spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on infertility treatments or maybe adoption that didn't work out. Mm. And surrogacy is their last option. So they don't want to take any chances of there being something wrong with their baby. And so they'll have their embryos genetically tested. So in three years, knock on wood, we've never had any um, babies have any abnormalities or anything like that. And we've never had a surrogate have to have an abortion. And then the attorneys that we work with, they've been doing it for a combined 50 years. Mm -hmm. And they've never had a surrogate have to have an abortion either. So hopefully that trend continues. It's just very unlikely because the embryos are tested. So they're tested before the woman goes through it. So yeah. legal, if, I don't know, legally, can they ever say, okay, there's something wrong with it. We don't want that particular baby. Can they legally ask the woman then to have an abortion? So if the contract, the legal contract is very clear under what circumstances. So our agency is a little bit weird in the fact that most of our surrogates um, are not willing to have an abortion. Mm. And so our intended parents have to be okay with matching with a surrogate that's not willing to have an abortion. So sorry, Matt. <laughs> How about we need dog and he's 
trying to join the picture. Um, but most of the, um, probably about 50, 60% of our surrogates are not willing to abort. Uh, so the intended parents can't make her abort if their legal contract says that they are not willing to do it. If they match with a surrogate that is willing to have an abortion for any reason, mm -hmm. they would only do it under extreme circumstances. And they're also going to have three doctor's opinions that it's absolutely needed before they do it. You know, you have to remember that these intended parents are spending about 120000 on their entire process. Mm. So they don't want to abort for just any reason. They would want it to be an absolutely catastrophic reason of why they would have to do that. And you know, we cannot mention abortion without getting into... Roe versus Wade. Yes. So you are in the fertility world. What are you guys feeling about this? How will this affect that realm? Yeah, it's a little bit stressful, especially on the embryo creation side. Mm -hmm. So right now, South Carolina, the state that we're in, has not enacted any personhood laws which means that they're not attacking the embryos yet. Now, it doesn't mean that they can't enact that at some point, but we really don't expect for them to come after IVF and embryos. We're hoping that they'll carve out some type of protection because, you know, with one in six women struggling with infertility and IVF being used by Christians and non-Christians, we're hoping that they will feel the pressure to not come after the embryos themselves. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit stressful on trying to see where that plays out. As far as abortion itself, you know, right now they can travel to another state without any type of um, legal recourse happening currently. So mm -hmm. we're hoping that that'll continue to be the case as well if it's needed. Um, so they can travel to North Carolina or some other safe state. No, I think one of my issues with this is that these writings are so loose and they're kind of being announced, but it's going to take months for these changes to see the light of day. Exactly. So I, I think everyone is a bit, has a, a bit confused, has a lot of questions. Uh, what you were saying earlier to that was about the IVS and the fertilities, I heard there was 10 states who are trying to pass bills, but they've all gotten shut down for that. Yes. And they're saying that with this Roe versus Wade overturn, maybe more bills will come up. But again, they're still in this like confusion state of what's going on. Yes. Yes, there's definitely a lot of confusion for everybody. Just in the last two weeks, I've received like all pretty much an email or a phone call from every single intended parent and surrogate that we're working with asking, what does this mean for us? And basically the short answer is, we don't know yet. <laughs> we don't know. But our hope is that surrogacy and embryos will be created, you know, or will be protected. Okay. Um, to some capacity. So right now in South Carolina, you can't abort after six weeks in most cases. And if there's mm. going to be a genetic abnormality, we're hopeful that genetic testing, even if it's done on the embryo itself, um, 
and then done again after the baby's in the womb, we're hoping that it would provide some protection for the family that they, that if something shows up, they would be able to do what they need to do. And, you know, we are located in Savannah. So South Carolina, you guys are our neighbors and we have the same laws as you guys. So, so we're watching you guys closely because we also don't know what's going on. And, and speaking of the light of day, Speaking of darkness, I want to play a fun game of fact or fiction with you, if that's okay. okay. So yeah. these are rumors that I've heard about surrogacy, and you are going to clear the air for us. Okay. Okay. The cost of surrogacy is 100000 So for some agency, do you, do you want like an explain? Like- yeah, you can, you can say fact okay. or fiction, and then you can go ahead and tell us, explain it okay. down for us. So... Fiction and fact. So, um, our surrogacy agency, the average is eighty-five thousand, but that mm-hmm. doesn't include the fertility treatment side. So, whatever the fertility clinic charges is in addition to the average of eighty-five thousand. Um, if they match with like a family friend or a sister that's going to be their surrogate, then they can do it for a lot less because they're not paying that surrogate the surrogate compensation. So, you know, the surrogate typically makes like 30,000, 35,000 to be a surrogate, but if they're a friend, then they'll most of the time do it for free or for much less money. And so, and then you wouldn't also have to pay for agency fees and things like that. Now, if you go to a large surrogacy agency, they start at around 120,000 and can go up to 200,000 depending on what services you add on. So Mm. we're a smaller agency. My, my whole concept is making surrogacy affordable. I feel like once you reach the hundred and, you know, $50,000 range, $120,000 range, you're cutting out the middle-class family. They can no longer their family through surrogacy. And that's heartbreaking. It is. And what you were saying before about this actually gets into our next one the surrogacy gets paid around 40,000. Yes, fact. Fact, okay. Postpartum depression doesn't occur because it's not their baby. False, fiction. 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 Um, So usually it doesn't occur. Um, If they've had a history of postpartum depression, severe postpartum depression, then we would disqualify them on the front end. Mm. But it doesn't mean that it absolutely won't occur in a surrogacy pregnancy just because your bodies are, you know, even though your mind is telling you one thing, this isn't your baby, your hormones are telling you another thing. Mm. And so you can feel all of those emotions. Um, most of the time we don't see that. And when we do see that, uh, they're provided with counseling services and a referral to their doctor to help them with maybe medications and things like that. Oh, so you guys offer aftercare as well? Absolutely. So that goes into the next one then. After the baby is born, the surrogate gets paid for their breast milk? So if they want to pump, then yes, they would get paid for their breast milk. But if they don't want to pump, then they do not have to pump. Mm. And then this one, we can attribute this to Kim Kardashian. You cannot know who your surrogate is? So even Kim Kardashian, um, even her surrogate 
knew that she was the surrogate for Kim Kardashian. You can't had that on the legal paperwork. So all of the legal contracts would have everybody's name on it. The media and news didn't release the surrogate's name, but mm. the surrogate definitely knew. And she was probably in some type of legal agreement to make it to where she wouldn't talk about it. So she probably was not allowed to tell family and friends who she was caring for. But normally they are allowed to have a relationship. Yes. So most of our intended parents and surrogates become best friends throughout the journey. And that just goes into our agency. I'm not sure about other agencies, but we really try to foster that relationship because it's somebody that's carrying your baby. You want to get to know them really well and become friends with them. And usually it ends up becoming a lifelong relationship. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about coffee, but I definitely want to take them out to tea. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Our next one, overseas surrogacy is significantly cheaper. I've heard some where you can get it in for $5,000. Yes, but that comes at a cost. Yes. So even though it's financially cheaper, it's also more dangerous because they don't have to follow FDA guidelines for the um, IVF treatments and things Mm. like that. And so they're... Their genetic testing is not as good. Their um, protocols are not as strong. And then their legal process could be a little more riskier. You know, in the United States, surrogacy is protected in most states. So we make sure that it's not her egg, not her sperm. And then we have all of the legal contracts and stuff signed off on and made sure that, that her name never goes on the birth certificate at least in the States where there's something called a pre-birth order. Mm. So her name would never go on the birth certificate. But in other countries, it's not as safe and sound. So you can definitely do it cheaper, but are you going to come home with a baby at the end of it? I don't know. Yeah. Cheaper doesn't always... I mean, it's one of those things you you get what you paid for. Exactly. And also, if you do do it overseas to one of these other smaller countries... Um, Will your baby not be a U.S. citizen or how does the citizenship work? Exactly. Are you going to be stuck there for three to four months? I don't know. And then what about the dietary part? Are they eating as healthy as American? Like, well, obviously Americans don't always eat healthy, but Uh. when Americans are pregnant, we really try to eat healthy, especially somebody that's in the surrogate class. You know, they, they've been a mom before they, um, try to do all the right things and so that's what that's what's important too by using a surrogate in america do you ever hear about these overseas horror stories uh are you kind of like is this real is this not real yes and you know we have a lot of intended parents from overseas they'll come here so like for example surrogacy is illegal in spain and um Italy and places like that. So we'll get a lot of intended parents from those countries and they choose us over places like Russia and uh, where they can get it a lot cheaper. And that's because they know that it's safer and they've heard the horror stories from their friends who have done the cheaper route. Oh, it sounds very scary, but also one of those things where you're kind of curious what's going on. Exactly. Okay, our last one. Elon Musk tweeting that a collapsing birth rate is the biggest danger to civilization. 
Yeah. I mean, I think that I could agree with that. You know, people aren't having children as much. And so what's going to happen to, um, the, the, um, infrastructure and stuff when there's not as many people here to support it. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? That the only reason I, people were kind of looking at him strange was because he tweeted this after they found out that he's on his ninth child. He's trying to populate the world. (laughs) With like his, I think third baby mother. And 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 then Nick Cannon um responded to his tweet and said that he's right there with him and he's on his fifth baby mother so they're on their own civilization birthing population journey exactly he can just go and take them to mars and he'll be fine exactly yes there you go (laughs) he can start a whole new planet too and i want to switch gears a bit because we do love to talk about fashion on here so I read that the surrogate also gets maternity clothing allowance. Yes. Yes. So she doesn't have to use it specifically for clothing. She Mm -hmm. gets the clothing allowance, but she doesn't have to provide us with receipts and things like that. So if, if she's only pregnant with one baby, she gets about $750 and it's just a um, cash deposit into her account. Most surrogates, you know, already have, clothes from their previous pregnancies so Mm. I don't know that they exactly spend that whole 750 on new clothes for themselves um but because they're not required to show us receipts it's just a budget in case they do need clothing allowance for that so they can do one to two or what's kind of the maximum amount they're allowed to allowed to have yeah so they can do as many journeys as they want to, as long as they don't give birth more than um, six times. So when they come to us, they can't have more than five previous pregnancies. And then their surrogacy baby would be their sixth pregnancy. And then they wouldn't be able to do a repeat journey. But if they've only had one baby of their own, then they could have five journeys, you know. As far as are you talking about transferring the embryos? Yeah. So they can have one child or they can have twins, but has anyone, has a family ever came to you and was like, we really want triplets or quadruplets. So it's pretty rare for even them to want twins because most clinics this day and time will only transfer one embryo at a time. And the reason Mm. for that, because the embryos are genetically tested. And so the likelihood of them being successful on the first or second attempt is really high and the more babies that are in there the more riskier it is for the babies and the surrogate so most clinics will only transfer one embryo however we do have one surrogate that is pregnant with twins right now and then one surrogate that was pregnant with twins but miscarried one of them and is still pregnant with one so it does happen oh it's just rare well no more octomoms but No more Kate plus eight. But we're good with just that one. What kind of maternity fashion trends have you seen? I think, like, I think back in the day, it was very traditional. I mean, women were wearing the long dresses past their knees. What are you seeing these days? Well, I still see a lot of that. So I'm pregnant myself, but this is not a surrogate baby. This is my own baby. Congrats. 
Thank you. So I'll be a surrogate next year, hopefully. Uh, but I, my personal preference is just stuff that grows with me and then hopefully I can squeeze back into or will still fit in after um, I deliver. But in the pop culture world, you know, their, their maternity trends are much more elaborate than what me or a surrogate would wear because mm. they're much more expensive. They're on a different <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can understand that. Yeah. I know we're here in the South, so I still see a lot of women wearing the traditional maternity clothes, the kind yeah. of um, Princess Diana looking clothes or um, what's what is her name? Kate, like the Duchess? Yes, yes. I see that too. And I think that's from like the boutique that's just a typical boutique style too, you know, so mm. it's not necessarily maternity, but the boutique style dresses are just flowier. And so they happen to fit you when you're pregnant too. Have you seen Rihanna's pregnancy outfits? No. Do you have a picture of it? Oh my goodness. It. I, oh, I wish I could pull it up and show you, but they're very, <laughs> they're not conservative. It's kind of sun's out, bun is out. Um, crop tops, uh, low rise, like showing off the stomach is exciting now, I think. Yeah. Well, if I had a body like Rihanna, I would probably do that too. <laughs> <laughs> or the confidence of Rihanna, I would probably do that too. <laughs> it's, but... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like they're very proud to show off their shape, almost. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, as a mom of four, I just can't be walking up into the school with a crop top on. Yeah. <laughs> You will not see me in that. I think that's fair, too. Do you have any pregnant celebrity or celebrity who was pregnant where you were like, I really liked their maternity fashion style? Um, I can't think of one in particular. There's... Sorry, I wasn't prepared. No, no, no. That is okay. There are so many. I think... Um... I think Kate was like really pre she did a lot of nice pregnancy clothes. Megan yes. Markle. Um, oh my gosh. Megan Markle's so pretty. Yeah. yeah they pretty. I I think they pulled off pregnancy very, very well. Yes, exactly. But you know, it helps because they have a stylist helping them. Yes. So they don't even get, you know, you're right. Cause I don't even think they should be counted because they have thousands of dollars and like they have a whole team behind them. And they never wear the same thing twice. So it's unrealistic. Yeah. Unrealistic. Yeah, exactly. They can pick out the prettiest things and look amazing because they have somebody there to tell them, don't eat that milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Casey, I could talk about babies forever with you. Thank you so much for informing us today. How can the listener stay in touch with you? Yeah, so I have a ton of Instagram reels that are very informative about surrogacy. And you can find us on Instagram at await surrogacy. That's A-W-A-I-T surrogacy. And then uh, just our website, which is awaitsurrogacy.com. Thank you so, so, so much for your time today, Casey. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's what's out. That's what's in. See you next week on next week's trend. Follow me at Take It Off Show, and I'll see you next Tuesday at 5 p.m.